welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities Church, and we talk about the sermon last Sunday, and honestly, just really whatever we want Correct. to. Correct. Whatever name, we feel like it. <laughs> I'm Megan, and with me today, we have Brent Hi and guys. Mallory. Yes, hello. And we all have a variety hello. of things, random things to come at you today, so... Yeah, I, sure. I, I, Mallory, you probably can't see it from there, but Megan can totally see it from here. I am wearing my baseball shirt today. Yeah, nice. I, I had an itch to wear my baseball jersey this week as well, but I, I, I like, I don't know. I'm like trying to wish in some good news about baseball. <laughs> like I'm trying to like, like there's been some like bubbling here and there about little things. Like yesterday, our, you know, news came out that our parks are going to be open and you can go fishing and golfing, and I'm just like baseball. Baseball, something along those lines, and nothing's yeah. happened yet. But uh, I, I am hopeful. I saw a picture of like like a stadium or something the other day, and I think my heart broke a little bit, like actually broke a little bit. I was like, "Let the baseball come back." Yeah, yeah. Empty stadiums, <laughs> fine. Don't care. Anything, something. Yeah. <laughs> we bought we something. bought Kinsley Anything. a little tee ball, like or actually her grandma's did uh, a tee ball set, and. We were joking that we should just have our own Parks and Rec in our backyard with toddlers. <laughs> because who knows oh. Because who knows if sports will be open. But we're just like, we'll just have our own Gra- little sports in our backyard with the three neighbor kids. Gra- Grayson's yeah, in. Yeah, Grayson. Grayson's yes. definitely in. Yeah. We actually got to see Clive. Yes. Kite. Oh, he had a kite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His, his kite yesterday. Oh, well, no. So Grayson, Grayson got a kite for Easter. And then obviously Clive's in this, whatever everybody else gets, I also it's want fine. one of yeah, those, right? right? And uh, so Kylie took a Target plastic bag. <laughs> no, tied a string I didn't on it. see this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to go <laughs> oh, check gosh. it out. It's pretty great. Um, he looks oh, he's, so happy. Oh, he's fine. Like, he's yeah. just as happy as if we'd spent $20 on a kite. So yeah. it doesn't matter. To, I remember <laughs> snow cone season at Eastlake. Totally Clive was having, they, Kinsley and him were younger, and Clive was having just ice. And I was like, that is a parent of four kids. She's genius. She just gave him ice and he's happy. And Kinsley's over there stuffing her face with a blue snow cone. And I'm like, darn it. I missed my chance to, to make ice be special. I know. He loves he loves ice. So We had we had Kona Ice come to our neighborhood yesterday. So it was fun. The kids Did you? I've I've seen uh I've seen the truck. Yeah, it was fun. The one of the gals in our neighborhood just texted us all and said, Hey, they're I text them and they're coming our way. So wanted to make sure we, It's like the ice cream. It was. Man. Did you guys you, It was. Like remember that as oh, a kid? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. All what of a sudden like the instant fear of like I don't have any money on me right now because no kid ever carries money on mm-hmm. them, right? So I have to like, I have to time my run back to my house from wherever <laughs> I was at, and then also figure out like the direction that he's going so that I can kind of get in front, you know, again. And uh, oh yeah, absolutely. The red, white, and blue, yeah. uh, the Astro Pops or whatever mm-hmm. they call mm-hmm. those, those. The Bomb Pops. Those are, those are those Alex. Alex bomb, still bomb asks yep. if I go to the store. You should look for Bomb Pops every one in, once in a while. Had <laughs> a kid, Alex. He loves those. <laughs> I knew I liked him. Hey, question for you. Is Alex watching this Last Dance documentary on Michael Jordan on uh, ESPN? Is he doing that thing No, we don't have ESPN. Wait, wait, how are you watching ESPN? I've seen that Uh, documentary going around. (laughs) You don't have cable. Well, you don't have cable, right? We have... Yeah, yeah, we have Sling. Oh, we got sling. yes. We should sign into my brother's remember, Sling. Mallory clearly did not listen to the episode. And no, last year, I, last I listened week. to like oh, the first no. 10 minutes. 
oh, if she's not on it, she doesn't listen to it. Sling is doing happy hour. Out. They're giving. Oh no, I did hear that. Giving away, I did hear that. I did hear you. They're say giving that. away yes. free free sling from five to midnight. So yes. it's it's on. No. It's a fantastic documentary, and they're releasing it in stages. So they're doing like a mix. It's it's it's, it's interesting. They're doing a mix between um, like weekly. They, they drop two episodes every week, okay. so it's not like you're waiting for one week. It's, so it's like two hours of content. They're gonna do ten episodes over five mm. weeks, and they just released three and four um, on Sunday. I've watched uh, a couple. I have not. I'm not fully caught up, so I can't like fully speak to it. But it's been really interesting. It's been quite quite the craze on the Twitter without the uh, natural, you know, like the natural sports rhythms of what we're used to. So this is at least something in that direction. You had the draft, and then you have this. Um, so it's it's good, and, and uh, I think Alex is in that kind of same age group that I was. That we were like the back end yes. of Jordan. You know, like we collected all of his cards, mm-hmm. but we don't. I don't. I never got to see the up and coming part right. of him of going from like you know, kind of a uh, from a, a no name standpoint at, at North Carolina, making himself a name, and then obviously he went third in the draft, so he was a name by that point. But seeing that kind of rise, I got to see that with LeBron. I got to watch him play high school ball and and get drafted over number one overall and see him grow into that. But um, kind of this uh, this documentary, and the fascinating piece about this documentary is that the, all of this footage was filmed uh, like 20-something years ago uh, because they thought that they would do something like this at some point in the future, and it just has been sitting in a vault wow. and like nobody had seen it um, because it was – uh, there was uh, I can't I don't want to go too much into it. There's certain people that probably didn't want the content out, mm-hmm. and either hmm. they signed uh, things to get paid to make those available now because who you know right once you're so far removed from something it's like yeah you can think about me however you want to think about me probably just does the cash does the check cash basically uh, and then also then there's a couple people who are no longer with us who you know have no voice to be able to say mm-hmm. I don't want that to come out so um, <laughs> interesting yeah it's just been a really interesting thing I think Alex when like we it, were so. I'm kind living of in Nashville in he was playing minor league baseball like when I was a kid so like kindergarten and so we I have distinct memories of watching Jordan play uh in minor league did yeah, he, my, it wasn't even minor. Did he play league. in Nashville? Um, it was in um, not Nashville. I want to say Knoxville. We traveled. I don't remember. I'd have to ask my dad okay. where he played. We traveled to go, but my dad was really into going to any baseball games, and I re- distinctly remember him getting booed. And I just remember being like, I can't believe people are booing him. We just went out and we went out. and Not from the home team, I hope. No, it was just a weird, there was like no one there. It was like, he. W- it was a weird situation. And we. D- oh, that's the worst. It was, yeah, he like wasn't even playing very much. And then he was playing center field and we just went out there and said, hey, Michael, like little kids. That, and he just turned around and gave us a wave. I remember just being so confused why people were booing and not it, it was a weird game i'll have to circle back and ask my dad where it was and um but he lasted i think a season in minor league baseball and i remember my dad saying like people don't know what they're talking about they don't even minor league baseball is like 0.02 percent of people that play baseball like to even be able to play minor league baseball is a huge deal oh he was just an yes. athlete for sure yeah so um we'll have to check I, it out i think the funniest thing f- 
for me going around is so they film him in his chair in his living room, probably Florida. It looks like Florida, the palm trees out the windows or whatever. And obviously they're doing it at different phases. And what you forget or what maybe they forget or whatever is he has a drink next to him that fluctuates up and down because they're probably taking it at different cuts. <laughs> and I don't know what he's drinking, but it's definitely got that amber look to it. And it is full and then empty and then full and then empty and then all of this kind of stuff. Oh, and so there's a big meme going around of which which glass of whiskey are, are you? Which which uh, which glass are you of Jordan or whatever? You know, one through nine <laughs> at all of these different levels of him doing the documentary. It's pretty funny. That's funny. Um, so anyways, I, I, I've been really impressed with it. It's fun to see um, somebody at the peak of their uh, skill level, um, uber competitive, um, mean towards his teammates, but also in a way that is calling them to be better. And some of them understanding that, some of them not understanding that. Um, so I, that's not why you signed up for this podcast to listen to that. But um, I, it's <laughs> we're, been, we're it's all sports lovers, though. So that's kind of what they. That's true. It's true. The three of yeah. us are. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Well, uh, let's talk about uh, Sunday follow-up. We did part two of our series, uh, and we we moved into sort of the actual text of the Sermon on the Mount, whereas last first week was just basically an overview. Uh, and then we went into some Beatitudes, as well as the salt and light passage uh, on there. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, talking about uh, this idea of the Sermon on the ba- uh, Mount being a wisdom text, a... Um, a graduation speech, a commencement speech, not graduation speech, because that's typically done from somebody who is graduating, but I'm talking about the commencement speech where the college brings in somebody uh, it, semi-famous, at least it, you get to a certain level, mm-hmm. they're semi-famous. You know, you've seen like Tom Hanks do one or you've seen so-and-so do one. And that sort of, here's here's a little bit, here's a story of how I've got to where I've got, I'm going to be and it always has to do with how much you respect that person based on is based on how much or how much you listen to what he or she has to say is based on how much you respect how they got there, who they are, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, who is uh, your commencement? You graduated from Vanderbilt mm-hmm. uh, back a few years yeah. ago, and who was who is your commencement? Because like I went I to know. a small college, so obviously my commencement speaker, speaker, I don't even probably be a teacher at the college. I don't remember who it was. It definitely wasn't anybody famous. And you're still going to school right now, and it's, well, yeah, but and it's WG online. So I'm, I'm assuming they, they do have graduations. Do they like do like a person. commencement speech, and they do bring I, in somebody? I, I don't know. Yeah, I know exactly. I, probably, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Also, who the heck knows if any of that's going to happen this year? Yeah, so. absolutely, right <laughs> for sure. I'm trying to remember. Um, I don't remember ours. So, so you don't. No, it I want to say, but at, when I went to Western, we had someone. I want to say maybe it was like a Microsoft person or like it wasn't someone super super famous yeah and like- i feel like the super super famous ones are either ivy league level colleges or i do feel like it's like graduate i don't know like different for like a ba or something like that it doesn't feel like they're gonna do that from northwest university even western mm-hmm. i just don't think it's big enough to get the mm-hmm. name that you would be like oh yeah so and so did it but it's funny because i say that but the one one of the two that i mentioned uh, was David Foster Wallace who did Kenyon College, which I didn't even know anything about Kenyon College. Uh, the, the only thing I know I about Kenyon College is that David Foster Wallace did a commencement speech there. Also, sometimes people do speeches at places that are like close to them. Like maybe they went there, or maybe they have mm-hmm. family that went there, or like it's like 
like that university is part of a cause that they're part of or like there's other stuff that goes into it like that too. Absolutely. Or they want the uh they want the honorary degree. doctorate. Right. That was that was Conan <laughs> so I mentioned Conan O'Brien's too at Dartmouth. He didn't even go to Dartmouth. He's a Harvard grad. Uh, but the funny part about it is, you know, he he goes people come up here the opening part of his speech is uh, just remember that life's not fair. You've spent thousands of dollars and four years of your time to get to a degree that they just gave to me for coming and doing the speech. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> so great. <laughs> It was hilarious. Mm. Kidney College, by the way, private liberal arts, liberal arts college in Gambler. Mm. Is it Gambler or Gambier? Gambier. Gambier, Ohio. Um, so anyways, yeah, never even. 1,700 undergraduates enrolled, so like a little bit bigger than the college that I went to. Not too bad. But anyways, have you? did you ever listen, Mallory, to David Faster Wallace's This Is Water no. piece? No. But my mom is a sucker for commencement speech speeches, so she, I should look it up and send it to her. I haven't, n- no, I oh. haven't listened to it. If she, if she's a sucker, it oh. is like after every graduation, uh, mom's like, I want a copy. Already I want a it. copy of that. She's already listened to this one. I almost guarantee. <laughs> Who is it? it? David. David Foster Wallace. Yeah, David Foster oh, Wallace. He first ended thing up on translated Google, so. into a book. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He was an author and brilliant writer. I mean, uh, and that, but that was kind of one of the things that kind of sparked him on that. But um, yeah, I don't know. Did you ever do any call? Any either of you ever do any speeches for graduation? No, but my sister was a valedictorian. Really? At um, well, so we moved for her. We moved to Italy for her senior year. Oh, and cool. So, like you know, my high school in Italy was like a hundred people, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Um, so her, like her graduating class was like 20, I think it was 25. It was like the biggest one they'd ever had. Um, and she was, maybe she was salutatory anyway, but she, I think she gave a speech. So definitely, no, no, I was not. I would be remiss if I didn't mention though, my graduating class at Cascade in Leavenworth, they, we wanted a speaker, but he wasn't the valedictorian or the ASP president. And so our class revolted during the during the graduation (laughs) i thought i literally thought my dad was gonna have a heart attack and me too because here i am sitting there watching my dad have a heart attack that this class is doing this because we wanted the other kid to speak and so they like yelled let him speak let him speak like chanted we chanted oh no! oh yeah it was and this this kid who was a really uh, I would have loved oh. to have seen Mallory. Oh, I was in, dying. In I'm dying. I was dying. Because he was one of I our... I got to go home with mm-hmm. my dad. And he was one of our good friends. Um, really close but with I us. But I really want Kyle mm-hmm. to talk his about name was, all of his the His name was Danny Carp, And he he was like lived with us for a little bit. My parents were really close with him. So my, my dad was kind of like a dad to him. He did not get to speak because my dad stood up <laughs> and said, sit down. And I was just dying inside <laughs> the whole time. I'm like, Oh my gosh, please carp. Just sit down. <sighs> it was, it was the, I mean, I still, that's all I remember of our graduation. And then, and oh then gosh. I think carp came over the week after and he was like, well, do you want to hear my speech now? <laughs> so awesome yeah so that that's what i remember of commencement speeches but my any go ahead any guesses on what danny carp is doing right now he is he's actually super successful he lives in washington dc and is a physical therapist Ah, yeah we should have oh yeah he should he would have done great my dad is such a rule follower though that he could not get past it (laughs) that nope he was not the asb president and he was not the valedictorian so he should not get to speak that's 
I, yeah, but the whole right, class was like, we right. want him to speak. My class was like very, very defiant on everything. So by the end of our graduation, our staff was just like, nope, no, no, no to everything. <laughs> yeah, they were everything that was put in place. Our class would revolt against. So I love that you knew where some one of your classmates is in life. She just many, she literally just said later? he like practically lived with them. So, oh. yes, I have to. <laughs> OK, got it. And and you guys, this I miss that. Part. I'm going to have to um, step out, too, because I have to help the people that are working on our house. So that is sorry, oh, you guys. I, I will be back no. on full podcasting in the next week, but I appreciate I didn't even notice this, but you've got your Vanderbilt yes, shirt on Vandy. as well right now. Yes. You're like, you're like, it's like you knew yes. we were talking about this, but <laughs> Mal, thanks yes. for making it happen for what Okay. Bye everyone. See you guys. Bye. Bye. All right. So just us two. Yeah. We any, got it. any takeaways from Sunday? What was your, um, so mine, like I kind of enjoyed the salt and light piece. Um, and you were talking about like happiness and joy. And I really, um, I think I've thought about this a lot, but joy isn't a, like joy and happiness are often talked about as synonymous, but I don't think they actually are. Um, joy is like a deeper understanding of who you are and like what life is going to be for you. And happiness is kind of transient. And yeah. so like, I think you can be joyful even in a sorrowful time. Yeah. And so um, for, and then for me, when you were talking about the salt and the light, like be the salt and the light, so Jesus starts that with be saying, like, rejoice in these times of, like, you're going to go through hard times, but have, like, have happiness, have joy. And being the salt and the light is having joy through your hardship. Yeah. And so, like, that was kind of, that's kind of one of the things I've thought about it with it, um, with that piece and that idea of what it looks like to be Christian and um, how you move through your life as a Christian and are called to be joyful even in times of sorrow. Um, and I, like, and I don't mean you're not allowed to be sad. <laughs> That's yeah. not what I'm talking about. Right. I'm talking about a deeper understanding of like what my future is and where my happiness comes from and where my fulfillment comes from. And that's joy to me is understanding those things more. Um, and happiness is just, is like fleeting daily yeah. things. You so. can still mourn the way that circumstances played out and still rest with a deeper understanding that I'm still secure in who I am because of what God says about me and where I stand. Mm -hmm. Right. And that is, that is, I think, admirable for outsiders who, I think that's what Jesus is trying to say. When people see you, they see all this stuff that you're going through and you're like, this should shake you more than it has or does, or how can you still, choose to have faith in a God who would allow something like this to happen to you or whatever, right? And I, I do think, that I, I mentioned a little bit on Sunday, that this phrase has been kind of the call or the mantra of differentiation from culture for the church of we're called to be a city on a hill. We're called to be a salt of the earth, right? We're called to be different. And I think a lot of times people have translated that as, you know, be more conservative or be more... Um, uh, I don't know, just more serious or more uh, something. And I think to take it in the context of joy, choosing joy through whatever circumstances life life throws at you, or joy through suffering or persecution uh, is what you'd see in this, um, that would be the context for which we are called to differentiate. 
Yeah. I mean, and Paul, like, so one of my like verses that, you know, that like when you grow up Christian, especially you like have verses that you kind of just carry with you. And one of mine is rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. So Paul is bringing back that piece of we like one of the main ways that we show our differentiation from regular society is rejoicing even when nobody else would rejoice in that moment and like praising you know praising that god is part of your life and carries you through these things that are hard and so like that you know like i have a thing above my sink that says rejoice because i want that daily reminder of and my life is not even that hard i'll be totally honest with you I have a very blessed life. And so like but You don't have I, a two year old going through quarantine. You're not <laughs> you're not having to keep a two year old alive going no, through quarantine. I'm not. And also like I like I'm not really worried about money right now and I'm not really worried about like there's a lot of things that are just very blessed in my life. Primarily because I have an awesome family, but also just in general. And but I still want that reminder of you are blessed and you should rejoice. And like your security shouldn't be in these worldly things. Your your security should be in God and you should be rejoicing in the fact that that is where you are secure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's good. I like it. I, uh, I think it's, I think it's again, a fantastic time to reread some of this. Not that like the church is especially experiencing persecution (laughs) or that even I would say as Americans, um, we're experiencing like it's suffering, but like when you com- comparatively to what most of the world works through, the fact that you can't go dine in a restaurant currently in Washington—I guess you can in Georgia right now—but in other places, <laughs> you you know you can't. And my rights are being infringed. You're like, let's step that back a little bit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, let's just let's just take it for what it is and be like, it's an inconvenience for sure, no question. Um, but. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So choosing joy in the midst of that and in the good times, and uh, and bad, whatever. It's good. I'm I'm excited for continuing this discussion on uh, Sermon on the Mount. We're gonna get into less familiar texts as we go through. That's been the hardest part, I think, early on, is being like, how do you talk about these when everybody kind of has heard these so many different times that it it can feel, um, like just normative or uh whatever. And so hopefully that'll get better and be awesome so i think there's also value in like there's definitely value in rereading things over like and hearing them through different perspective and oh 100 and like especially as life goes on and circumstances change you read things differently how often do you reread a book like well i've read harry potter probably like the whole series at least 20 25 times what are you kidding me no Megan, that's impressive. Are you serious? I used to read it every single summer. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but even if you had read it every single summer, you're not 40 years old, so... Mm, okay, maybe maybe closer to like 15, but it, at least... Tw- I, it's close to So what 20. you're saying is if I ever get a well, question no, on who wants to be a millionaire... Well, no, because they've been out 20 years. Yeah. They came... So it's, pro- it's at least 20. I've read them probably at least 20 times. Oh, my goodness. Not the seventh one, obviously, but like as a whole series... Yeah, I've read it at least twenty times. And and movies. Watch. I just but I don't do the movies. They bother me. Really? Because they're so just don't match up with the imagination the, of what yeah. you read first. I I can kind of watch them now more, but I I still haven't seen the whole series. Have you been to Harry Potter World? No, because I no. <sighs> but it's on the list. Yes. It's, it's not like super high necessarily, but it really? is on the list. 
I, I'm just not an amusement park person I know. in general. Listen, and so. listen, I went to, we went to uh, Islands of Adventure uh, like years ago, like I don't know how many years ago now, seven years ago, five years ago. Um, and I, look, I've never read a, a Harry Potter book. Uh, and I really, I don't think I finished even the first movie. I remember watching it at some point, but I think I fell asleep or left or something like that. So I've never <laughs> watched a movie. I know nothing about it. Oh, man. And I thoroughly enjoyed Harry Potter World. Yeah. It was immersive. It was amazing. It didn't feel like a theme park. They did a fantastic job. Yeah, on it's it. on the list for sure. Yeah. But. Anyways. All right. We got into some side stuff, but. <laughs> Good. Uh, well, we are uh, continuing uh, meeting, as always, online at 10 o'clock on Sundays. That is for the foreseeable future. We did have some news come out yesterday, but nothing in terms of changing the stuff around here. We did form a little task force team to try and figure out what social distancing will look like when those things do eventually uh, come down. But uh, we would encourage you to continue to check out uh, what we're doing on on Sunday mornings at 10 or anytime after that, basically it goes on, on replay at bit like 11 or so after it uploads. Um, you want to jump into something interesting? Yeah, sure. You want to go first? Sure. Um, I, first I need to make a correction. Uh. I, my dinosaur guy, his YouTube channel is the dinosaur show, like the whole word dinosaur, not just dino. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so got know. it. But today the, his show is about dino toys and like they're naming them and going to look at how accurate they are. So I might check out that one, but like it's pretty cool toys that they, yeah. Cause he does a zoom room every morning. And so, well morning here. Yeah. And today his like guest was a, was someone that does the dino toys. And so they were going to go through people in the zoom rooms, dino toys and like name them and, you know, kind of where they would be and that yeah. kind of stuff. So. Nice. Which is cool. Um, I struggled with something interesting this week. But on Friday, I gave myself a little like media break because I turned in my head TPA on Thursday. <laughs> That's right. And like your last projects. Yeah. Coming up tonight. Yeah. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. The goal is today. Today. Um, anyway, and, and then I, she said she's gonna sleep for three days. Yeah. So it's gonna be great. I won't call you till Saturday. <laughs> uh, but I I watched the Taylor Swift documentary on uh, Netflix called Miss Americana. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. And it was that. really interesting. Yeah? Um, it was kind of like about her, because um, she, I, I kind of knew this, but I didn't really realize it. She like disappeared for a whole year, basically, and didn't do any public appearances. Wow. Does not feel like that. Feels like I she's know, always right? in the eye. Yeah. Um. And, but part of it was just because she, because she grew up, like she started when she was like 13. And so most of her identity was wrapped up in like public um, acceptance and like those kinds of things. And so she had to, and then like, I think her second pulp album didn't do as well. And anyway, so she like took, had to take this huge step back and, and she also in the, the most interesting part was it talked about how. So she had never made any sort of political statement ever in her career, which was some like her like execs telling her she couldn't and some just like she didn't feel like she had the ability to. But in the midterms, she broke that. Yeah, I and remember. And endorsed some Democrats and like actively spoke out against the Republican running in Tennessee. And um, it, that was probably the most interesting part, watching her, one, try and convince all of her people that like 
well, convince, but also just like yelling at all of our people, I'm going to do this. You cannot stop me. <laughs> um, and then the like, like the struggle of people are going to hate me. Some of my fans are going to hate me for doing this and like having to be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because especially given the fact that most of her life, she'd done everything in order to be the good girl and to be liked by everybody. Right. Right. And so like, those were kind of the two parts that were most interesting to me. Yeah. But, the adulting of uh, moving past caring what making you know caring that everybody likes me right it's a big, mm-hmm. it's a big well thing. and I think that's a really tough transition for like uh, like actors and pop stars particularly who start in their teens yeah like that's a and kudos to her she yeah. really has navigated it incredibly well oh my gosh yeah there's way there's been way too many people that just go off the rails and, and you just write it off as well yeah they got famous at 14 they didn't know what to do with it and it's not about the money per se i mean the money's a factor in that or a variable but like it's just everything you just can't go and be a normal person they can't go to the mall and they can't do anything normal right and so therefore it's every every world that they live in is a structured facade of a world not the real world that everybody else lives in right um so one of the funniest parts she like was getting because they also showed like her developing her new album lover and then like doing some concerts and stuff and in one of them she's like getting ready to go out and she's like hyping herself up she's like don't get dead face nobody you know out there actively hates you like (laughs) (laughs) that's funny yeah it was Anyway, so I also kind of I'm been a fan of Taylor Swift for a while too. But so. and then what the funny part of that is, obviously they try and uh, present this as her being herself, but there's obviously cameras there. So Although still... some of it, yes, there's still cameras there, but a lot of it looked like it was recorded by not a camera person per se. I understand, but she yeah. knows that there's oh, cameras yeah, there, sure. and for sure she had the green light to give. And edit what goes out and what doesn't go out, right? So it's still, even in doing this and trying to be more authentic, you're still presenting a version of you that you want people to see. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And But I think it's just, I think it was also, for her, some of it is like um, promo for Lover, that album. And then also I think some of it is just like, this is why, like, yeah, you might hate me, but this is why Mm -hmm. I did those things that I did. Um. So, like, it's for sure, like, PR and all of that, too. But it was also, like, interesting to me. Yeah. Are, are, were you a Swift fan beforehand? For sure, yeah. Are you more of a Swift fan now? Uh, equal or less? I think equal. Equal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Kid. I've always liked your music. I've never been, like, a Swifty, but I, I could definitely get into it. I don't know that I'd call myself a Swifty, but I've always liked her music. And I think she's funny. Like, she's a good interview. For yeah. me, like celebrities have to be a good interview too in order like that's part of that's a huge part of your job. If you're not good at that, then you need to get better cuz that's a giant part of your job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, my uh something interesting is something that my wife found for me and Yay, sent Kylie. to me this week and uh it the uh, title it's a Forbes article and the title of the article is what two countries with the best coronavirus responsive responses have in common. What would you guess is the answer to that? Forbes, what do countries with the best coronavirus responses, what do they all have in common? Not all of them, but what do some of the best ones do? Something economic, right? Mm, You would think because of Forbes, but no, it's actually women leadership. 
Angela Merkel in Germany. Yeah. I, I'm not going to attempt to uh, pronounce her name in Taiwan, New Zealand, Iceland, Finland, Norway, Denmark. Uh, some of the best uh, countries that have done this uh, are are led by women, either prime ministers or just um, in in positions of, of power or whatever. And it goes through and talks about the reasons for that. Um, and it's in, in my wife is very like clear, like I'm not like like, you know, pro-feminist and down with the patriarchy, whatever. <laughs> She's just like, I, I thought it was really interesting to see um, that the the feminine qualities of of leadership um, were, were beneficial during this uncertainty, uh, this time of, you know, um, the, when, when it's unknown, we, te- you know, moms tend to gather the hens together and be like ultra protective on this. And that was the right play, obviously, uh, for this. So and then speaking truth and not and and even if it's hard to hear, moms have always been like, a, I'm going to tell you what you need to hear because I care about you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, decisiveness once they decide to do things. I'd say also like comfortingly speaking truth. So there's a way to yeah. speak truth that sounds scary and like unsurmountable. Yeah. I think women have a like have an ability to speak truth that also feels really comforting. Yeah. Like okay, yeah, we don't know what is going to happen, but like we can work on this together. We can figure this out together. Like we can come up with a plan. Those kinds of like I think women have a often have a better ability to do that. So yeah, so the four factors uh, were uh, truth, decisiveness, uh, tech. They're they're more um, early adopters of tech, or at least allowing some of that to take place. And then love, um, and so, anyways, it was good. It was uh, I I enjoyed the read. It's kind of a, a shorter read, um, but I I was looking at it going, there you go. There's there's and I would it love to read that, so. and it doesn't have to be like I, and we talked about this in a series when she did the tag team approach with me like we talked about the feminine qualities of god not that god has to be a woman but there's there's feminine qualities that their strengths are in these areas right and you can embrace these and you can use these and leverage these and and i think sometimes our genders are more inclined to lean in those directions or maybe it's a social construct and we're more it's more um understanding for a uh for a a mom or a a woman to speak truth and love or that makes more that fits our paradigm better than a, a male doing that, right? Um, and yet that's still just good leadership and can be good leadership in those times. So anyways, I thought it was an interesting, good read and uh, pretty balanced and awesome. So Forbes, um, I will post something on our Twitter feed about it and you know send it to you so you can definitely mm-hmm. take a listen. All right, that'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Stay safe out there, and uh, we are hopeful that baseball and church (laughs) and all of the things at some point will come back, and we will enjoy all of them together. In the meantime, catch us online at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings at eastlaketricities.com slash live. My name is Brent. This is Megan. We're checking out. Have a great week, guys.